Welcome, friends. You are listening to the podcast for First Christian Church in Fort Myers, Florida. To learn more, join us online at fccfm.org. It is a blessing to be able to share God's Word with you today. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. To all of our friends that are in the room and those of you that are joining us online this morning, it's a pleasure to be able to share God's Word with you today. And this week we're continuing in our series titled Joy, Joy, Oh Boy, where we're talking about a lot of holiday hangups that some of us have and some wisdom that we can find in Scripture, more specifically in the book of Proverbs, to help us better navigate some struggles that many of us deal with in this season. And we have this theme verse that for this series we've been going over every single week, Proverbs 17:22. It says this, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. And our big idea for today is seek God's wisdom during this season so that we can rejoice over the holidays rather than regret them. And if you missed any of our messages, you can go to our website, fccfm.org. All of them are available there. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about overspending. Very easy to do in this season. And last week we discussed overindulging, like every day when I come into the office, like I pray like as I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of carbs, like God help me to just get to my office. It's very easy to do, especially in this season. And today I've been given the assignment to share about overreacting. Anybody struggle with that? Yeah, some of you did this morning. It's going to be a good one. And hopefully today we can walk away with some wisdom to help us when we're navigating dealing with this. And I I could give you all kinds of examples from my life, but as I was preparing for the message today, one particular story came to mind several years ago. uh, I was in the process of moving from one rental house to another, and probably half of the house was packed up. And in the bedroom, when I moved a piece of furniture for the very first time living in that house, I located a mouse. And he was staring at me in the corner and enticed me to a fight. And so I figured this would be a great opportunity to catch a mouse with my bare hands, being that I'm very quick and the mouse is quicker. And so there was a lot of failed attempts, even in a tiny room, to catch said mouse. And eventually the mouse ran out of the room and into the living room. Now, the good thing about the living room, which the mouse was not prepared for, was I had removed almost all of the obstacles. The only thing that was left in there was a couch, and I had even removed the couch cushions because, again, stuff was being moved out of the house. And wouldn't you believe that the stinking mouse jumped into the couch? And so I did what any logical person would do because you can't take a couch with a mouse, especially to the new place, right? You can leave it in the old place, but you can't take it to the new place. So I did what any logical person would do. I decided, somebody that is not very handy with my hands, that I'm going to disassemble the couch to get the mouse. And I just want to tell you, if you've never done that before, most couches were not made to be taken apart. And I know that because when I had to reassemble the couch, it was never the same. And there were some extra pieces. And there are pieces when they put together on a couch that they weren't made to come apart ever. But I didn't know that because I was overreacting to get the mouse. So I'm a couple hours into my disassembled model couch all over, like the backwards version of Ikea when they drop off everything with all the parts. I created all the parts. And then I had some logic kind of hit me. This is stupid. Go get some mouse traps and some snacks and leave the couch overnight and catch the mouse. Well, upon getting up off the ground and looking at all of the 
couch disassembled. I'm like, man, I got to put this thing back together. The mouse had won the Tom and Jerry match because as I got up from the couch, the mouse was sitting behind me. (laughs) Probably the whole time. The mouse was sitting behind me eating something and laughing hysterically. Now, I could not hear the mouse laughing, but if I was the mouse at that point, I would be, I would be laughing. And so I decided to do what you would probably do, and I attempted to swipe one more time at the furry little demon to catch it. And uh, it decided, almost like it was the final minute of the Super Bowl, to stroll across the, uh, the threshold of my front door like it was scoring a touchdown on its way out the door. And then I was left with the broken pieces of my couch that I had to put back together. We don't want to overreact, but we do. (laughs) It happens. And sometimes when there is added pressure and busyness like that of the holiday season, it can happen more frequently. And that's why it's good to come back to some wisdom before we waste a lot of time disassembling and breaking stuff. And maybe even disassembling and breaking relationships for no good reason. The book of Proverbs is full of wisdom that can apply to so many areas in our life and just like that in overreacting. We're going to look at a couple of things, but before we go there, I have a quick list of some stuff that is not so helpful unless your end goal is to meet Jesus face to face sooner than later. And I, I, you know, some of you may be guilty of some of these things and I just want to encourage you, these don't work. Number one, don't fall into the trap of the blame game, even if you're right, and some of you are right all the time, right? Telling the other person that they are wrong does not fix anything. It's like disassembling a couch that you still need and you're trying to prove a point and now you've made yourself uncomfortable as long as you have the couch. Number two, I told you so has never been a good response for anything ever. By a show of hands, how many have done that? Yeah. And... Last but not certainly not least, number three, the best way to not bring peace into a situation, especially when the other person is overreacting, don't tell them to calm down. Some of you have done this. Some of you did it this week. That's like dropping a tanker truck of gasoline on a fire where you could be putting some water. It doesn't work. So now for some helpful wisdom, overreacting, it doesn't always cause us to sin, but sometimes it can. But here's the thing about overreacting. Even if you like kind of temporarily feel better because you kind of let the pressure valve off, the truth about overreacting is that it never makes us, the situation, or anyone else better because we did it. Overreacting doesn't fix it, but overreacting can make us even more vulnerable, not just to hurt ourselves, but to hurt other people. Proverbs 25, 28, like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Proverbs 29, 11, fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. And that sounds awesome. And for sure, the better way over overreacting, but how? I'm so glad you asked. Proverbs 4, beginning in verse 23, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it and keep your mouth free of perversity and keep corrupt talk far from your lips and let your eyes look straight ahead, fix your gaze directly before you and give careful thoughts to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways and do not turn to the right or the left and keep your foot from evil. 
A wise man with the last name Cube, first name Ice, once said, check yourself before you wreck yourself. So three ways to check yourself before you wreck yourself with overreacting this holiday season. Number one, check your heart. Now, we're not just talking about your physical heart. Yes, it's good to know that it's there and that it's beating. And maybe your blood pressure may be an indication that you're frustrated and it may lead to overreacting. But when we're talking about our heart, we're talking about the inner depths of who we are. Proverbs 4.23 that we just read, above all else, guard your heart because everything you do flows from that. Proverbs 21.2, a person may think they own their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs their heart. It doesn't matter what we say. God knows the depths of who we are. And overreacting is it's almost always a symptom of a deeper issue. And here's the crazy thing. Most of the time, those issues have nothing to do with the person in front of us or the situation that we're dealing with in the moment, but they get the brunt of that overreaction. What is the root cause for the path and the pain inside of you that's leading to overreacting? And sure, sometimes we have a bad day. We've all had a bad day, right? Sometimes we have a bad moment. We've all had those moments. We can't be on point all of the time, but we still need to stop and check our hearts. That's why Jesus, he says things like this in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So don't let your hearts be troubled. Here's the thing. The wisdom in the book of Proverbs, it tells us to check our hearts. But Jesus, he wants to heal it and fill it with peace. Number two, check your words. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit Proverbs 15, 4, the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. And we've all been on the other end of that kind of tongue. And sometimes we're the one giving that. In other words, as my grandmother used to say, boy, you better watch your mouth. And it's not always just what we say, but how we say it. Some of you may remember this from being a, a child. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Somebody lied because that is a lie. We want that to be true, but it's not. Words can hurt, but they can also speak life. But we get to choose. We get to make the decision on which path our words are going to take. That's why Jesus correlates the power of our words with, again, our heart, the inner depths of who we are. Luke 6, 45, a good man brings good things out of the, the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. As the old adage says, which is true, hurt people really do hurt people. A lot of times we do that with our words. As a kid... When I was a young kid, we grew up in kind of a tough neighborhood, not a great neighborhood. And so my mom decided that uh, she realized I couldn't run away. So she wanted to put me in self-defense classes. And so me and my brother went to self-defense classes. And what we realized is that the self-defense classes were meant to show us that when we're getting beat up, at least we went down swinging. You know what I mean? And whenever my mom has to work like today... I text her and she always asks what I'm preaching on and my answer is always simple. I just say Jesus. And then she says, that's great, I know that, what else? 
And so today I texted her, I said, I'm telling about the time that you put us in self-defense classes so that we knew how to swing our arms when we were getting beat up. And she said, that's not why I put you in those classes. This morning, she clarified, this is the first time I've heard this, uh, she clarified that the reason why she put us in those classes was for confidence. And I said, well, mom, we were confident that we were going to get beat up. And so (laughs) I appreciate the support on the way down and on the way back up. But the thing about going to self-defense classes and we did Kung Fu and karate and all kinds of stuff, one of the things that martial arts teaches you is self-control. And so because we started going to all these classes, uh, we started looking up to great martial artists, people like Chuck Norris, you know, that when God was done after creating the world, he said, God, I got it, just trust me. And then we looked up to great people like the Ninja Turtles, you know, they were classically trained martial artists. And then, of course, the great Bruce Lee, you know, who could knock a guy back 50 feet standing still. Just crazy, intense, very skilled man. But he was also a very controlled man. And I remember this quote from being a little kid, and it's powerful, and it came to mind when I was preparing for today. He said, most people can talk without listening, but very few can listen without talking. Maybe that's why Jesus says six different times in the Gospels and eight more times in the book of Revelation, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Maybe that's why God gave us two ears and one mouth. He knew this was going to be an issue for us. And this Christmas season, don't just show up with presents or for presents, but wherever you go, you have the opportunity as a follower of Jesus to show up with God's presence and speak life into people that show up that are hurting and brokenhearted. Don't cause pain with your words when you have the opportunity to speak life just by controlling yourself for a moment to keep from overreacting. Check your heart, check your words. Number three, check your focus. Check your inside, your mouth side, and your outside. That was a good joke when I wrote it down, nobody laughed. Proverbs 4, beginning in verse 25, let your eyes look straight ahead, fix your gaze directly before you, give careful thought to the paths for your feet, and be steadfast in all of your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left, keep your foot from evil. Proverbs 10, 28, the prospect of the righteous is joy. We have something to look forward to, but the hopes of the wicked come to nothing. The thing or the person that gets our attention will eventually get our direction. That's why what we focus on matters. If we wake up and we're feeling bad, we've, we've all had those moments, right? And you're feeling bad. We then have a choice on how we're going to respond. And if you wake up and you're feeling bad, and maybe you know some things that the day is going to bring, but then you choose to speak and focus your thoughts on, on the worst case scenario, and you're like, man, it's going to be a bad day. There's a very high likelihood that is going to be a bad day. But if we get up and we're not feeling good and we choose to speak life, we choose to focus on the good instead of the bad, we will likely have a better day. Now, choosing to focus on the better thing, whatever that is, it does not remove the hard stuff, but it helps us embrace the better stuff. Here's an example. I have to go to work in labor for the man. Now, maybe some of you have used that language. I know that I have before. 
versus I get to go to work and help provide for my family. At Christmas, I have to go see, I've already heard this a ton of times the last couple of weeks. I have to go see family that I don't even like. I got to go see family that I don't get along with, right? Some of you are like, man, I just want to get that out of the way, right? Well, you could say, I'll do the best I can to be patient and speak life for the brief time that I have to see family that I don't get along with because life on this side of eternity is brief and I want to make the most of it. You know, when you preach as many funerals as I preach, you realize how much regret is tied to overreacting. Maybe both of these things are true, right? But one of them is a healthier perspective that can have an impact on the day to make it better. There's a chorus of an old song that comes to mind when I consider all this junk fighting for my attention. Something that my grandmother and grandfather instilled in me when I was young. Turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face. And I love this line. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. It doesn't take it away, but it's overshadowed by the more important thing. Things are going to come your way in life that you don't get to choose. And here's the thing, that's true in the holiday season and that's true in life, period. That's why our takeaway is to read through the book of Proverbs in the month of December because there's going to be all this stuff that's trying to fill you up but not satisfy you. Fill you up and take your attention off the most important things. And we want you to be equipped with the wisdom that you need to navigate the things that may cause you to overreact. But here's the thing. The baby that came to live and then die and rise again Jesus, he came to bring us hope. Jesus is the real and actual reason for this season. One of his names, Emmanuel, means God with us. And he still is with us. And when you find yourself in a moment of frustration or pain or weariness or loneliness, even in this Christmas season, before you overreact, check your heart, check your words, and check your focus. And let the wisdom from the word of God and the peace that can only be found in the prince of peace, Jesus, override your overreacting. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for your word and the way that you speak to us. And God, these words that were penned so many years ago can still be relevantly applied to our life even in this moment. And God, for some, there's a temper attached to this that then leads to overreacting. And for some, there's going to be something that happens that triggers them to want to respond in this way. And Jesus, right now, I just speak peace in Jesus' name. That we can embrace not just that word, but you. And God, in those moments, you will give us pause to take a breath and check our heart and our words and our focus. And we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that you came to bring us hope and peace, not just in this season, but for all of our life. We love you and we bless you today. And I speak peace over our brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray this message has been a blessing to you. 
If we can pray for you or encourage you in any capacity, please let us know at FCCFM.org.